0: Better, never
1: rest time to be alive
2: Good Wednesday evening to everybody out there. This is the Georgia show. I'm Jake Rose, Rusty Mansells, Palmer Toms. We got a lot to cover, so we're going to jump right into it. We got to talk about Georgia, Ole Miss. We got to talk about Brock Bowers. Um, we got a couple of awesome partners that we're we're going to uh, break down tonight. Uh, you know, with uh, the sponsor of this show. Um, but first, Rusty, um, let's talk about Brock Bowers just a little bit. Top of the show, um, starting to be a little bit of picking up buzz. Maybe, possibly, who knows whether or not he's going to play. I think yeah. it's so early even even on Wednesday of the week to really yeah. think that you know for a fact what's going to happen or what's not because these Rusty the way I look at it is is the way the ankle feels today could be completely different than the way the ankle feels on Saturday
0: I am one I am 95 percent I'll say 90 percent confident that he dresses out because this is the last time he's ever going to walk out of that tunnel. This is the last time he's ever going to walk uh, onto that field uh, as a Georgia Bulldog player. And he's going to dress out. He's going to come out with his teammates out of that tunnel. I think what we see in pregame, and I think what we see Saturday night, I've even looked at the weather. It's going to be a little bit cold. It's going to be raining. That affects things. You know what I mean? Like how loose can he get? What What does he feel like? Uh, you know, uh, saw his mom make some post about the doctor that did his surgery was the same one that did Tua Tua uh, Tua of Baloa, and in her words, it basically said, uh, in quotations, three to four weeks is the target range, and that was made tonight. So you look at that, and um, three weeks it would be twenty-six. Saturday would be twenty-six days. Now there's a lot. There's, there's so many variables to all this. There's so many, what Kirby said markers and all those things. Here's what I'm confident about. Brock Bowers wants to play. Hey, this kid wants to play. This kid's not messing around. He wants to play Saturday, and he wants to play against Ole Miss, and he wants to play in that stadium again. Now, want to and to be able to are two different things. I still think there's some things going on here. So you got to be real careful in how we – I think we've approached this pretty cautiously. Now, we do want to tell you he was in a black jersey yesterday. He was running routes, doing some things on air. Uh, Blocking a defensive end, reaching a linebacker, you know, blocking out in space. He has not done that, to my knowledge. And that's what's going to tell the tale. So there's still, you know, three full days here before he would do this and have to do this. So what, what did he do today? We're not sure yet. We'll have some updates on Dogs security either later tonight or, or first thing in the morning for sure. So I'll be real careful there. I want everyone to be real careful with this, but he's doing everything to get back, and he's doing everything to get back to play Saturday. Can he, will he, and if it's not going to be a Brock Bowers-only decision. There's going to be doctors involved. The Georgia medical staffs going to be involved. His people are going to be involved. Uh, it's going to be one of those things. But he had the surgery, and we made that, we've made that note on here. He had that surgery to get back as fast as he could. So we'll see. I truly think, the, you know, you guys will be on top of it because you're going to watch as fast as he comes on that field. Um, and they come out in that second group there behind the quarterbacks and the skill of the special team. They come out in that second group. And I watched it last week because I stood right there thinking, is he going to come out maybe with – is he going to be dressed? Maybe. Uh, He didn't, but the tight ends come out right in a row right there and they come out and run routes. So you're going to know pretty quickly where he is. And uh, I think, you know, we can write this. We can do that. We can speculate. But I truly think this is going to be a game time decision on Saturday night uh, and how he feels Saturday afternoon.
2: And I'll be interested to see kind of what he does in pregame warm up because usually you can tell a guy'll dress, he'll come out, he'll do a few things, but you can tell when they plan on sitting a guy out. And you saw it with Javon Bullard, you've seen it with the Marius Mims. Um, you know, you they'll do some of the non-contact agility stuff and 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 you know all of that, but then you they'll watch, they'll stand there and they'll watch most of it. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on that for sure. From up top, you know, there at Sanford stadium, our last, uh, as I pointed out last show, our last, uh, show from the 50 yard line in that press box, sadly, uh, Palmer, you've been in there to listen to Kirby twice this week, talk about Brock Bowers and where he's at. Uh, what's your takeaway from that?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think that there is a expectation that there, there is Kirby said that Brock is the hardest working person that he's seen to get back from an injury ever. And that says a lot because you got to think about, you know, how many people have been injured this year for Georgia? How many people has Kirby, you know, how many players has Kirby dealt with over all the years? And look, there's probably a little bit of hyperbole in there, but you know, I, I don't, I don't doubt the fact that Brock is busting his behind to get back out onto the field. And, you know, that has been something that we've all been pretty confident in from day one that he had this surgery. And, you know, I I completely agree with you guys that he wants to be a part of this team as they take the field at Sanford Stadium on Saturday. And, you know, is he going to take the field between the lines? That's kind of where he's got to do a couple of things to get there. You know, he he has to, you know, ultimately it comes down to, can he help this team win? And and as Dwayne points out, as a decoy, he's valuable. I completely agree with that. Um, you know, I, I looked into the snap counts that a couple offensive players have played over the last couple of years, um, you know, Ladd earlier this year at Auburn. Um, and that's, it's a different situation. Um, I'll preface this with this that was a different situation because Ladd was practicing and Ladd was, you know, it it wasn't a surgery type deal. It was a pain tolerance type deal with Ladd, you know, in terms of a surgery comeback. And again, it's a different surgery. It's a much more major surgery, but George Pickens in the ACL, um, you know, and and back in 2021, how many snaps did those guys play? Ladd played 20, Four, I believe was the number it was in the twenties um, against Auburn. And that was way more than I thought he played just, you know, going back to look at it. Uh, George played seven, his first time out um, against Georgia tech. You, you look at the next week, I think it was 18 against Alabama in the sec championship game. So to me, that is if Brock plays on Saturday, which, you know, is certainly possible. He's got to do, a, you know, things throughout the week and they very well may be happening and Kirby may not, you know, be coming out and saying that it has happened. Um, you know, that that's very on brand with what Kirby smart, uh, you know, does, he's not going to necessarily tell us that Brock Bowers is going to suit up. He's leaving that up to the imagination of Lane Kiffin and, and the guys in Oxford. So, you know, but Brock has certain things that he has to do, and and as Kirby pointed out, you know, because Marcus Roseme Jack Saint kind of gave it away that Brock has been doing some straight line running and and hit some numbers on the GPS here recently. Um, there's more to it than just straight line running. He's got to be able to run routes. He's got to be able to, to you know get in and out of breaks. He's got to be able to break down to you know do those breaks. So it's an acceleration deceleration thing. Uh, just as much as it is, if not more than it is, a uh, straight line thing.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And and the the decoy thing only takes you so far. I, I will say this though, Georgia. Listen, if Brock Bowers doesn't play most of that game and Georgia ends up in victory formation, um, I I fully expect Kirby to put him out there, um, call a timeout, let us send him off the Sanford Stadium the right way. Um, you know, I, I, all of those things are going to happen. And obviously, as a Georgia fan. You just really want to see that happen, not necessarily because of you know to honor Brock Bowers is a big part of it, because of but because of what it indicates, um, and that is you know just the, you know the fact that you got a chance to win that game, Palmer. Let's do prize picks real quick because we got we funny enough we've got Georgia prize picks, uh, Georgia Ole Miss prize picks, one from each quarterback um, what? Uh, to, to no go way. over. Yeah, wow, yeah, well, we've got we've got a couple available already. We've got Carson Beck. Um, Carson Beck is, uh, is at 285.5, uh, passing yards. And then you got Jackson Dart at 220.5 passing yards for this game. Um, I've got some ideas on what I want to say with that, but I would love, um, after Palmer gets it pulled up, I would love for you guys to, uh, chime in. Rusty, what do you think about Carson Beck, 285 and a half?
0: I would go under. That.
2: okay. That that is a lot of yards. That's a lot of I think, yards.
0: I think Georgia's they would do really good value if they can run the football and that runs the clock. And I think that uh what what was Jackson Dart? 220 220? and a half. Yeah. I would I would go over that.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I do kinda, I kind of want to go over on both, but I see where Rusty's coming from on the under. Uh yeah. with, with Carson back there.
1: I'm um, I'm with you, Jake. I think I would go over on both. Um, you know, the I think that's a really good uh number, 285 and a half. He he's and the reason I do 25. that is is
2: Carson Carson had a little stretch there where he had four out of five, I think, 300 yard passing games. That was broken this past week against Missouri, but I I think that Ole Miss is a little bit more vulnerable in, in the passing game, but but I also see where Rusty's coming from, and it's that If Georgia can get the ground game going, which I think Ole Miss is acceptable there as well. If Georgia can get the ground game going, I think they'll really lean on it, especially if they get, you know, at some point a 10 or a 14 point lead. I think they will grind the football. So, and um, and with the way
1: that Ole Miss is expected to pressure Georgia, a really great way to beat the blitz, run the ball.
2: Run right in. Slow, slow yeah slow it down I can
1: I can get behind less for back on 285 and a half and more for dart on 220 and a half um so you use you know prize picks um you know they, they are giving us a little bit of dough to work with here um so we'll get those picks in and, and
2: keep y'all up to
1: date on how and we do we'll, uh,
2: and we'll probably have more for you later um more for you next week when we talk about this because um we'll probably uh sprinkle a little more change on the uh on whatever else is out there as well uh yep. but all right let's move on to the actual matchup of georgia Miss. okay um georgia Miss. Uh been a while since this one's been played inside Sanford Stadium. Been a while since we've seen it there. I was watching the highlights from the last time it was played. Um that one was a, a it was a you know an air show from Aaron Murray 2012.
0: 2012 yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh I guess the first time Lane Kiff and Kirby smart square off as as uh, head coaches. Um, you know, good relationship there. Rusty, what what's what what have you kind of thought about this game um, you know, this week?
0: I went back and watched uh, about four or five series of Alabama Ole Miss because I just feel like the the style and you know how Alabama plays uh, defensively. A Couple things that stood out is how good their star played Malachi Moore, how good he played against them because they run they try to spread you out so far. Uh, they try to throw a lot of stuff, you know, bubble screens. They learn, run a lot of the jet suite type things and uh, Malachi Moore played really good for Alabama he was able to set the edge he was able to tackle in space I think the one thing that kind of stood out to me was they start nine seniors on defense and um, that's that's that tells you, you got a lot of transfers a lot of experienced guys Jared Ivey uh, is their edge rush guy he is from North Gwinnett High School uh, he started his career at Georgia Tech he's a six six kid with a, like a six nine wingspan so You know, they're going to have their hands full with him. The physicality, I was a little more impressed with the physicality, but I think we all kind of know Jackson Dart uh, runs the ball more than you anticipate. And, um, you know, he throws the ball, he'll stretch it vertically, but uh, they hurt Alabama a little bit early on because Alabama was going into coverage with their backers and uh, they were unable to uh, leave a spy. Then they started leaving a spy on him and things kind of changed up a little bit. And eventually, that game was a two-touchdown win, twenty-four to ten. One thing, one last note: just kind of looking at Ole Miss, if you kind of wonder where maybe there's a little bit of, you know, issue. I think it's their two inside linebackers; they're they're a little light in the pants, and Alabama's guards were were, were swallowing them up pretty good. Uh, so, we look at Georgia's run game. Ole Miss's defensive front is pretty damn good. I'm telling you. Uh, they they might be better than Missouri up front, to be honest with you. They're front four, but their two backers look really light in the pants to me. So if you can get Michael Morris, you can get Tate Ratliff, you can get Dylan Fairchild up on those guys, second level, you're going to get some good gash, some good explosive runs, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it's been kind of the tale of two teams for Ole Miss a little bit because at home, they are, I mean, they're they're really good. Like, they, they are one of the better defenses, one of the better offenses in the SEC. Put them out on the road, they become much more vulnerable and much more, uh, you know, gettable. I mean, you know, you look at, like, total defense, right? Yards per play. Um, you know, Ole Miss is, is one of the better teams in the SEC, especially in the month of October. They were really good in October um, in total defense. But then when they get away from home, um, you know, they struggle a little bit. So I think that's something you definitely kind of have to watch out. And obviously Kirby has emphasized in a big way that home atmosphere, um, you know, this week. Palmer, uh, as you have kind of heard Georgia players and Georgia coaches talk about this game throughout the week, what's uh, anything stood out to you about this particular matchup?
1: Yeah, to me it's it's the pressure that Ole Miss is going to bring, um, you know, and, and hearing from Tate Ratledge, they're expecting that. Um, you know, that's that's certainly one aspect that I'm looking at, especially when Georgia's got the ball. And then defensively, it's the linebacker situation. What is Georgia going to do without Jamon Dumas-Johnson? And, um, you know, what what kind of pressure is being put on C.J. Allen and Raylan Wilson to respond to that? Um, sounds like Georgia's going to have Xavier Sori, which is a great sign here, um, you know, with, with the, that group being banged up. And um or, or Jamon being banged up. And so I, I look to smile, um, Smile Munden to step up and and continue to be a leader for this defense. There's gonna be a lot of asked a lot asked of him. Um, you know, I would imagine he's gonna absorb some of what Jamon was doing, but you know, in an effort to keep Smile doing what he's doing, they're gonna ask CJ Allen to do a lot of what Jamon was doing. And so um i'm not going to be surprised if the freshman gets his first career start on saturday and that's uh you know with, with a run game uh, featuring quench judkins you know sec freshman of the year last year one of the top backs in the league um that's that's a big deal so um you know i i feel confident in the way that georgia's secondary is is can't hold up uh they showed us that last week but you know, looking at that front seven and that inside linebacker position specifically, they've got their hands full.
2: Ole Miss has done a tremendous job rushing the passer this year thirty one sacks, uh, ranks of second in the SEC. Um, you start to look around at a few more numbers, some some other ones that I found, uh, you know, kind of interesting. Um, and that listen, that's that breakdown of sacks is a little bit odd too. Um, you know that. You, Two here, seven there. I mean, they've 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 done that with some big games. Uh, this is the first offense under Lane Kiffin um, that I can recall that's not averaging like easily over 200 yards a game. 181 yards a game for Ole Miss on the ground. A little bit of a step back for them because uh, you know I'm looking back. 2020 was 210 on the ground. 250. I mean, they've been up above 250 yards a game on the ground multiple times um underlaying Kiffin Uh, you know, you look at the, you know, special teams battle, uh, just kind of like Missouri, Ole Miss kind of near the bottom of the league in terms of, you know, kicking field goals, near the bottom of the league, um, you know, in terms of uh of punting and average. So, you know, that's some hidden yardage that could get figured out there. And, you know, I I look back again, I always kind of go to the Vegas thing on this. Eleven point spread at home. Um, you know, this is this is a game where I think Ole Miss has some things, Rusty, that they can do, some specific things that they can do to give Georgia trouble. But on the whole, the overall matchup with Georgia at home, it it really does lean Georgia's way uh, as as much as, yeah, the the whole four-quarter thing in in Sanford Stadium at night. It's it's just hard.
0: Four quarters, man. I looked at Missouri, and I'm telling you, Missouri is fast. That quarterback is fast. They got big linemen they can run the stretch they got a damn bowling ball running back in the fourth quarter when you got you got worn down you made two mistakes you threw two interceptions yeah. you gave up some drives and that's yeah. a that's a tribute to getting worn down and yeah. that's where if there i were, think if
2: there was 10 more minutes in that missouri game i think georgia scores two more touchdowns could so I think they,
0: georgia- down defense, and, and you look at Ole miss and, and they old miss is 22 Starting twenty-two, they might look like Georgia. You know what I mean? Like they—they're they're starting twenty-two. might for pound for pound, they might have a great—you know—argument, a great resume. What does thirty through fifty look like? Because those are the players that are going to be playing a lot as well. And right now, that's where Georgia has been hurting teams in the second half, and then coming back on Missouri uh, to handle, finish out that game. Does can Ole Miss? Stay in there for four quarters, and they couldn't against Alabama. They had a game for a half, and Alabama pulled away in the fourth quarter. And I, that I'm starting to lean more of that's what we're going to see on Saturday. Muted, Jake. You're muted, but you you look good talking about it.
2: I'm, I'm trying my best, man. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to get my I'm trying to I'm trying to get our next partner pulled up here. Do a little bit of do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, all right, but. L- l- I I think when you start talking about that game, one of the things that I think Georgia fans have to realize is Kirby, Kirby has the stomach to play the fourth quarter game, because I think that's what he believes is the strength of his football team. And boy, let me tell you something. As somebody who gets in them dogs, HQ game threads and I'm sitting Mm -hmm. there posting throughout the game they don't want that, man. They want 21 nothing, 24 to three. They want to get up to, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Listen, from a work standpoint, I can get a lot more work done when it's 24 to three than I can if it's just back and forth like that. Uh, but, you know, the thing that Georgia fans have to understand more than anything else is that Kirby, what, what's his middle name? Paul. Is that it? Kirby Paul Smart? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kirby Paul Smart uh, has a stomach. For the four-quarter close football games he i hell I, I think he might enjoy it to be honest with you um it, the way he makes it happen and listen if they if there's a little bit of rain in the forecast saturday and georgia gets up 24 10 um Dejan edwards is going to be sore sunday morning you they know choke. They,
0: they, they, they'll, choke they, they'll choke that clock out man
2: the human yes, victory cigar yeah that's right uh, Daisian Edwards and Kendall Milton are gonna be sore on uh, <laughs> on Saturday morning all right hey let's let uh, we've had a new partner at at you know on the Georgia show at dogs HQ and we're super excited about it axia time if you're looking for the perfect gift for a bulldog fan who has almost everything they don't have everything because they don't have this yet but they got almost everything. This is this is what they need right here. This Georgia National Championship timepieces by Axia Time. These are heirloom quality, they're Swiss made. They're available for men and women and a perfect way to celebrate the Georgia's Georgia's back-to-back national championships. Check out these gorgeous timepieces go to axiatime.com, a x i a time.com uh, and use the promo code dogs dawgs for 10% off your 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 purchase price. Um, You know, that means if you go in and get a couple, from what I understand, you go in and get a couple of these things, one for father, one for father-in-law, one for yourself, uh, you'll get 10% off the whole order. If you're looking for something extra special, Axia Time is also partnered with the Cat Classic City Collective to create a limited edition version of this thing, right? It's a Kirby Smart autographed collection with the majority of the proceeds going to support Georgia student-athletes. There's no better way to commemorate dogs' back-to-back national championships than with one of these amazing timepieces. Go to AxiaTime.com. That's AxiaTime.com. Go check it out. Axia Time watches the tell so much more than time. And I've got a little something special tonight. Palmer and Rusty don't even know about it. Um, but they sent me one of these things.
0: Wait a and, minute. Wait a man, minute.
2: Let me, let me tell you something now. Let me tell you something. These things, they first of all, they send it in in a roll, and I've got the roll all jacked up right here because I'm not good at this. They send it to you in in a nice roll right here, and uh, and the first thing you get to pull out is right here. And boy, let me tell you something. That right there is like new money. That is gorgeous. Let me tell you something from just the weight of it. it Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's heavy, unbelievably heavy. Um, it is. It's gorgeous. I want to show you the back of it, the back of the actual watch, if I can actually operate this thing and get it open. But you see, the back side of it has the uh, just technology the, that's been alive that for, for the camera,
1: Jake twenty no. thirty
2: years.
0: Oh, yeah. that's cool.
2: Yeah, cool. and uh, it, listen, this there's a lot more than just the watch. Which this is this is amazing. And and listen, you can see it right there the national it, championship flip, flip it over flip it over you got it Jordan. upside down for us oh no I'm going to break my camera <laughs> there we go see oh yeah there we go with that now but listen there's even more in here there's cleaning tools no in here there's extra you get extra bands uh that you can you know kind of sport it up with a little bit if you don't want to go with the heavy band you want to take a little take a little that, weight off uh, that black one would look good saturday night yeah, absolutely. I,
0: want you overnight.
2: Um, I mean, dude, this it is a it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. These folks to, I mean, it's one of the one of the coolest things I have put my hands on, and I can tell you right now, um, awesome. this uh, this this thing right here is amazing. And um, I've actually gotten a look at the uh, Kirby Smart, uh, you know, special edition one, and that one is incredible too. There are also different versions. There, as you saw in the video, there's an all black as well that I think is really sharp too. So, uh, go check them out, y'all. Axiatime.com. It's Christmas. Um, you want to do something really nice for somebody, something that some, some, somebody will remember forever. Um, this is pretty much, you know, where you want to go. All right. Okay. Let's, um, let's chop some wood. Um, I've, uh, I have, uh, had a chance to think about this one, uh, for most of the day and I'm going to go, I'm going to go first and I'm, I'm trying to get this thing closed up so that it doesn't fall out and damage it or something. Uh I want to go first and I want to talk about Brock Bowers just a little bit. And not just Brock Bowers coming back from this injury, but the fact that Brock Bowers wanted to come back from this injury. Because Terrence Moore, I'm not going to say anything other than that. Terrence Moore, Roden Forbes, former Atlanta Journal Constitution guy, wrote in Forbes that Brock Bowers should just say peace out to Georgia and move on. Um I honestly think that that whole idea is, listen, man, I don't blame anybody for doing it, but I've got a lot of respect for those who don't. And, uh, you know, Georgia last year, Jalen Carter could have done the same thing. He didn't. And I think that's a big reason why Georgia won a national championship. I think Brock Bowers can have a similar impact if Georgia can find a way to get him back here in the next few weeks help Georgia maybe get back and win a third national championship in a row, and this is completely unheard of. Um, I, and, I, and I just want to say that, you know, it's clear that he's fighting to get back. It's clear that he plans on playing at Georgia again. And that's that's as much as you could possibly ask for for anybody to, to do that. And, and I think, you know, we've gotten to a point in the season where Georgia's 9-0, and I think we've gotten to a point in the season where anything less than winning a third straight national championship is going to be a disappointment, which is mind-boggling when you think about where Georgia – what you were thinking about in, in January, February, March of 2021. Um, but 19, man, it, it, listen, if, if you don't show up to do anything more on Saturday than to add, than the bust a blood vessel like Nick Saban, for, for number 19 that's where you got to be because um everybody knows I got a man crush on this guy uh, I got a player crush on this guy I've talked about him I think he's I think he's in the argument for the greatest bulldog ever and the fact that he's coming back from this injury and fighting the way he is to come back and and may come back as soon as Saturday mind-blowing just just knocks you knocks your socks off.
1: Rusty, you want to take the axe?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll uh I'll chop wood for uh these um these seniors on Saturday. And you look at Dayson Edwards, Warren Brinson, uh Zion log. I remember going to Nashville and driving over about an hour to go see Zion Logue one day. And uh look at Cedric Van Pran, who's already elected to do his senior day. And um this will be the last time you see Brock Bowers play in Sanford Stadium and highly, highly confident It'd be the last time you ever see a Marius Mims in that stadium. Uh, but I want to touch on something a little bit different for 30 seconds, and that's these senior parents and what they go through to be able to go watch their kids play and the sacrifices they make. Listen, you don't see your kids, man, from 4th of July until Christmas or Thanksgiving for like a couple hours and they go right back. It's such a grind in college football and Covering all these kids, you know, you kind of get friends with these people on social media, and you just kind of keep up with what they do on Friday, and they all tailgate together because they're the only ones that know what they're going through together, and it's a special bond not only for these senior players but these senior parents because this is it for them, and this is all they've known for a long time is to go to Sanford Stadium, and you want to talk about a hell of a run? This group of seniors and what they've done. You know what I mean? They're, their, their resumes. And 25 years from now, you know, you always see these players that get uh, all these players that call out during the game, during a timeout or whatever. You're gonna see Daisy Edwards and Warren Brinson, and you're gonna see all these guys 20 years from now standing on the sidelines, and they're gonna introduce that senior class. And that then those guys were back to back, maybe three time national champions, but at least they're gonna be introduced the rest of their lives. As back-to-back national champions, and that's something those kids can be proud of. But as a parent, I can't even imagine um, you know, what that feels like. But the sacrifices those parents make to travel around and watch their kids play—man, special, special moment. And uh, chopping wood for them.
2: Yeah, something you, you forget whenever when you think about how much national recruiting Kirby Smart has done. Um, you know, they're they're coming up from road, coming down from Rhode Island, coming across the country from California almost every Saturday to see their son's place is pretty incredible.
1: It's like you read my mind, Rusty, because I was I was going to chop wood about the seniors as well, but I will chop wood about a specific senior uh, who spoke with us yesterday uh, and really, you know, blew me away it was Marcus saying Jackson. Um, you know, we, we've talked to him a lot over the years and um, always enjoy talking to him. He's got a lot of personality and a lot of life. Um, but it was really cool to hear his perspective um, on his career and, you know, starting his career as, you know, a highly touted guy out of St. Thomas Aquinas, um, you know, and and then, uh, you know, and having a role early in his career, um, you know, as, as a blocking option for Georgia. And that's how he got his way onto the field um, to now in his senior season, having the best year that he's had um and and so you know it was really cool to hear him talk about um you know he was asked what his favorite memory at georgia was and um you know he was super grateful for the the championships that they've won and thought it was really cool you know said he hadn't thought a ton about you know what it means to have been a part of that and i think that says a lot about what these players are you know behind the scenes and you know mentally the way that they're built um but his favorite moment was one that threw me off guard and it was his first touchdown against Florida and of course the uh you know suffering the ankle injury gruesome ankle injury I went back and watched it today um, oh. as I was writing about him and uh you know said that that was his favorite moment because of what it meant for him and you know in that moment you know it was obviously a huge moment for him because he you know had accomplished so much but it also what it meant for his future and the way that he had to work to get back from that and the mindset that it took. And so I thought that was really cool, um, you know, really spoke to me about, um, you know, it, it was one of the deeper, uh, you know, interviews that we've done with a player um, in, in quite some time. And so to hear him and, and the perspective that he has uh, was really cool. So chopping wood about uh, Marcus rosemary Jack Saint.
2: All right. The wood has been chopped. Um, it now uh, kind of gets put away to burn on Saturday. And uh, that's what our next show will be. We will have a uh, game day show for you. Seven o'clock Saturday morning. We'll have a post game show for you. Saturday night after Sunday the game. morning, Sunday, Sunday morning. morning probably. Probably. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, and hopefully we'll get it. Done yeah, yeah. In five hours, Whatever. But. Uh, Yeah, we'll have it that. We'll have a regular scheduled program next week. Uh, But for this episode of The Georgia Show, I'm Jake Rowe, Rusty Mansell, Palmer Toms, and you all take it easy.
1: Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.